This episode of Something Crunchy is sponsored by Air Wellness. Air Wellness is a multi-state organization servicing the U.S. with the highest quality of medicinal and recreational cannabis products. Their passion in the cannabis space has led to keystone brands and partnerships including Kind, Origin, Haze, Lit, Entourage, Boomsticks, Walking Sticks, Road Trippers, Secret Orchard, and Nordic Goddess. If you're in the state of Arizona, you can ask for any of these brands at your local state licensed dispensary. You can also stop by the Oasis dispensary locations for the best overall selection of Air Wellness products. For more info on air, please visit www.ayrwellness.com. Welcome to Something Crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to Something Crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to Something Crunchy. Welcome to another special edition episode of Something Crunchy. I'm Cullen Blake. With me as always, Blair and Tyler Dressel. We couldn't be more excited to bring back one of the crunchiest guests we've had on. Please welcome our friend, Tommy Chong. Hey! Thank you, thank you. Please. Please, sit down, please. How you living, Mr. Tommy? I'm doing fine, man. I'm doing fine. Everything's uh, seemed to be working right in my life. That's good to hear. What's new in your world? God, nothing that I can remember. <laughs> Well, it's been about a year since we talked last. Lots to catch up on. Let's start with that 90s show. Netflix will be putting out the spinoff about Leia Foreman, the daughter of Eric and Donna, where we will see her form ties with other teenagers as she spends the summer of 1995 with the grandparents Red and Kitty in Point Place, Wisconsin. This is exciting. Has production wrapped already? Uh, well, you know, I've only been in a couple of uh, episodes, so I don't, I'm, you know, I'm just a guest I see. All right. I'm, so far, I'm, I haven't made I haven't made the regular yet, but that's okay. Well, I think they've only got like ten episodes ordered, so just to test the waters and see, you know, how it's going to do. I think it'll do well. Oh yeah. You think this will bring back some of the same elements that made that '70s show a success? Uh, hard to say. You know, uh, uh, the episode I did, you know, because of all the COVID, you know, everybody was wearing masks and all, all right. that shit. Uh, and uh, Donna, uh, Laura, actually, Pepin, uh, she uh, directed the last episode I was in. That's and so, cool. Yeah, so it re really felt like an extension of where we were at, you know. Instead of her being in the show, she's like the director. It was pretty cool. Oh, this sounds awesome That already. really puts it in perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It being on Netflix rather than Fox should allow for some more freedom, I would think, right? Uh, you would think, but you know, there's there's still pussyfooting around. Well, you're dealing with kids, and so anytime you deal with kids, you you don't want to, you know, you can't get adult at all, you know. That's yeah. true. Well, the, the the cool thing about the the show, as far as I'm concerned, is is they're introducing like a lot of the uh diversified kids that they have. You know, there's a little mixed black girl and. Uh, not little. I mean, she's a, a quite quite beautiful, uh, you know, teenager, and uh, yeah, and and the kids are young and beautiful. Let's put it that way. So you're saying that it's not five white kids and a fez? <laughs> yeah, no longer. In fact, there I didn't see a fez, but they got a <laughs> they got a, 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 a little. I guess a Jewish little Jewish kid with a. Uh, Jufro, well, you know, it, it needed it. Yeah, yeah, I like it, and uh, you know, uh, my my character is still doing. <laughs> they had me doing this, 
this one joke, it was overwritten. You know that kind of writing a joke? Of course. And so I, I tried to do it, but <laughs> and I, so I had to tell him after I, I butchered it up, I said, hey, did I butcher it up enough for you guys, <laughs> for the writers? <laughs> and they loved it. They loved it because you, I can see these, you know, because writer TV writers for the most part are, are quite uh, overeducated, you know, uh, in so many ways. And so their, their comedy, you know, they they dissect it and all that stuff, you know, as opposed to what Cheech and I did, you know, we, we were sort of uh, kind of rough edges and <laughs> which made for bigger laughs. Yeah. But it was so funny because I kept trying to do the line and, and wasn't working. And finally the, they had a, you know, break and then they called me and they, <laughs> what do you call it? charted out you know the pauses i had to put the pauses in there and and, and it's funny because i was I, I, doing some kind of talk about comedy well no it was um uh, what's the guy the lead singer for van halen and he wanted to know the the secret of comedy and so i told i whispered i said okay this is the secret of comedy and it was funny too because cheech leaned forward everybody leaned forward you know and uh, Hagar, Sammy Hagar, oh, and, okay. and, and he, he leans forward, and I waited a long time, and then I said, the pause. <laughs> <laughs> I get and, that, uh, The timing is everything. Timing is everything. Yeah, 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 and that's what it was. And that's what I wasn't doing in, in, the, in the skit. <laughs> and, and so when I put the pause in there, yeah, then the, then the joke, uh, it, it, it worked. And the thing is, you know, the way they can do it, uh, with the laugh tracks and you know they can make anything hilarious you know? <laughs> yeah. how often does that happen where you're working with someone else's lines and you just see it and start cringing well this is re <laughs> the um the 70s show that's when i realized it you know when i got i got offered that 70s show and nash bridges at the same time Okay. And I don't know if Nash Bridges was just a <laughs> mercy kind of thing, you know, because he got Cheech. Well, we, let's, let's, let's offer it to Chong anyway. <laughs> uh, but there was no way I was going to play a cop, you know, <laughs> even in comedy. You know, I, w I would have a hard time, you know. I kind of want to see it, but even I don't in a know. comedic sense, I'm really struggling to see that. <laughs> Well, yeah, you you look at the rapper Ice T. Yeah, no, Ice T was a, yes. was Touché. anti anti established rapper, and then he flipped and he went right over to uh, to started, be a cop. Started playing great, one for twenty great years. Cop. And same as well Cheech, said. you know, when when Cheech became Nash Bridges, you yes. know, it it, it kind of uh, almost like negated everything that he did uh, up until then. Yes, you know, but the difference you know, is Ice T is a rapper and Cheech is an actor and a comedian. He's a very good yeah. actor. Agree. One of my favorites. He's amazing. All right. Well, so back on that '90s show, um, you know, what's new with Leo since we saw him last? Leo's basically the same. You know, <laughs> we love Leo. He's timeless, really. <laughs> but but he's uh, he he he's still you know kind of. <laughs> kind of got the leo philosophy okay good you know like you never know with leo and, and that was the writers loved it because uh 
you know, the, Leo's really having a hard time with the present, let alone dealing with the past, you know. <laughs> and so he's he's had quite a history. And, uh, and, and I think, you know what I, what I was amazed uh, after, you know, thinking about it, I never ad-libbed one line on that 70s show. Usually yeah. any show, half the time, they'll let me write my own part yeah. or they'll say, oh, I like that better. You leave that in. But that 70s show, there was one, one little place I was on there with the Tool Time guy. I forget his name. You know, the Tim Allen sidekick. Al Richard Carden. Yeah, Richard, Richard Carden. Al Borland. Al Borland. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, on with him, and I, there he was doing something about he was going to change something, and and I, I I added two inches. That was the line that I added, <laughs> and they left it in, <laughs> and I felt wow, <laughs> you know, I did, I got my two inches in. <laughs> <laughs> Just the tip of that joke, really. <laughs> Yeah, worry. Well done. Oh, did you like working with this new batch of diverse kids? I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Well, the whole crew, you know, it, it's they're, they're so <laughs> they're they're kids of the of the other people. You know, the the, the, the regular guys. Oh, see, that's yeah, my yeah. wow. They're handed down. Oh, I mean, fun. like Don Don is a director. Good for her. Yeah. And, and and most of them, you know, a lot of them died. You know, they were old, and, and a lot of them, you know, passed away. It's been what 20, 20 years or something. It has been like wow, twenty years since it started. I think fifteen. Since oh no, it ended. since we 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 stopped. Didn't we stop in oh two or something like that? Something like that. No, no, oh three, oh three, oh four. I got wow. I I got out oh four, oh five was the last. Uh, so see, so yeah, it was it, 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 we wrapped in oh five. Because I got out of, out of prison, and then I went right to the show, and then they they I was there for a couple, and then they wrapped. That was one of the yeah. first things that you did. Jump onto that. Absolutely, show? that's a fun project straight out of prison. That's a fun fact. Well, yeah. Well, you know, they wanted to shoot uh, an episode while I was in prison, but you know, the federal government did not allow that. <laughs> they frowned know? upon that sort of thing. <laughs> they frowned upon. Yeah, that. they they wanted to write Leo in in prison. Yeah, but when I got out. Next thing I know, I'm on that 70s show again, and I just appeared. Like, I disappeared. They just broke me <laughs> out. And then, I, then I appeared, and it was like I'd never gone. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great. But then we only shot a couple, and then 9-11 uh, hit. Uh, we were doing the show then. Man. In fact, we, 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 we kept filming uh, all during the 9-11. You know, Man. my wife was... With my wife was in, uh, I think, Austin, Texas. She was doing stand-up uh, with with um, Nancy, this other comedian friend of mine, Nancy. Uh, what's her name? Anyway, Nancy's like this, uh, this sort of road warrior kind of comedian. And so she took my wife under her wings, and they were going. They were doing open mic nights, and uh, yeah, they had a they had a comedy night at one of the clubs down there. <laughs> anyway, 9-11 hit, and my wife and Nancy went to the open, <laughs> went went to do comedy, and, and the club owner goes, what are you guys doing here? Oh, we're going to do our set. And they said, 
Didn't you see the news? Didn't you see what happened? <laughs> but it just shows you, you know, comedians, you know, especially when you're starting out, it's like, I got to do a set, you know, Hungry and the end of the world, but they'll People have to wait. People still need to laugh. <laughs> I didn't know Shelby did comedy. That's, that's awesome. So that, amazing. That's a fun fact. And if you can make oh, it through, oh no, Shelby, it was Shelby and uh, Chong for a long time, for years. Wow. Uh, because um, you know she was my partner. Oh, and, I love and, that. Well, the only way I got her on the road, you know, because I, I kept, I was going out by myself. But I, I was, oh, I, I, I was nervous, you know, because you don't leave uh, anything valuable at home with the door open, you know, <laughs> and, and and leaving her all the time, you know, as good as she looks. And, uh, and, and, you know, I said, you know, I better start bringing her with me as best, best I could. And, and so she didn't want to come, you know, she didn't want to sit in the dress, you know, dress her away from me. And so I said, well, how about if I put you in the show <laughs> and her eyes lit up and, and okay. And so we started in Guam I had a, a gig in Guam, and so we started there, and her first uh, bit was to introduce me, you know? And, 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 and so she did, loved it so much. Next thing you know, she's doing five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then when Trish and I got back together again, she she read me the riot act. She said, you're not losing me. You know? I, said, I said, okay, okay. And so uh, my son arranged a deal with Cheech, and it was uh, 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 Cheech and Chong uh, featuring Shelby. And, and then uh, we went to Australia with the act, and the promoter over there said, oh, perfect. Okay, Shelby goes on first. She does her act, and then there's an intermission. Well, up until then, she never really, you know, she did about 15, 20 minutes, you know. And and so I, I looked at her when the guy said that, and she was all happy. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. And she loved it. You know, she loved being featured. And then at the end, they wibbly right back with Cheech and Chong, and she and and uh and it just proved to me you know she's really is a, a solid comedian and, and she is really good her oh. her her instincts are killer and she was put to the test we worked in uh, in new jersey at this club that andrew dice clay was a regular at and new jersey is notif uh, is notorious for being women haters wow you know the, i mean serious and so any woman comic goes there uh, most of them won't go there because the audience just they're so ignorant and so mean and and there, there's nothing we could do about it you know she we're booked and she's so she went on first Never got one laugh, not one oh, laugh. Come on. And so she's walking off the stage, and you know, I'm past her, like I'm on my way to work. And I said to her, kind of rough, huh? And she said, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. That's the right attitude. And then, and then we did two shows, and then the second show, she killed oh, because great. all they wanted, all they wanted to do, if she, they couldn't scare her, then, then, then they would accept her. And that's what happened. Get it, Shelby. That's so awesome. Uh, I'll tell you one more. I'm one more little tidbit because she, she was so amazing. <laughs> you know, we're married, you know, so she's obviously, she's got control over me like nobody else. Yes. You know? 
and so and so we're working with Bobcat Goldsways. You know Bobcat? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bobcat was on the road with this young girl, apparently that he left his wife for. <laughs> a young actress that he met somewhere. And uh, any, anyway, he, he's like the, the sleazy old guy with the young girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Shelby, you know, right away, she thought about the wife and, and everything, you know. So, so Shelby goes out and she mentions something about go, go waste with this young girl. <laughs> and Bobcat comes running into the dresser, my dressing room, waiting for me. And she goes, "Your wife's talking about me." <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, "Bob, we're comedians. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's all he does. He's, he's, he's do. one of those guys. Yeah, they they talk. He's talking shit about everybody. Yeah, you know? I understand." But he he was crying. He says, it was like get her to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at him. I said, "What? You know, come on. A, you know, yeah, a I comedian mean, asking you're comedian. another comedian you can't to take censor it, his shut comedian up. wife. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Shut up. Yeah, but that sound right. he 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 wouldn't let it go. He he kept on and on about, you know, talking about her, you know. And so when Shelby got up, I told her, and she laughed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you got you got a problem with me, Bob? Come on, let's talk about it. <laughs> well, that 90s show wasn't the only project we were eager for updates on. Last time we spoke, you got us all fired up over the last Cheech and Chong movie slash documentary. What's the latest? It's all wrapped, or was it locked down, as they call it? Locked down, okay. And uh, and apparently, you know, from all reports, my son was the only one in uh, Paris, and uh, he saw the rough rough cut. He said it's really good. He he was a little disappointed that it didn't have uh, anybody talking about how we inspired other people, you know? Yeah. And that should really be a big part of it. Absolutely. You would think I can't second guess a movie until I see it, you know, so I, I haven't seen it. And the movie maker, you know, David, he's, um, he's a, a really qualified guy. You know, he did sling blade and a few yeah. other serious movies. And I'm quite sure he, he, he knows what he's doing, uh, and uh, but other than that, it's it's ready to go. A lot of people want to see it, you know, and and bid on it and everything else. And it could be a Netflix problem uh, thing, or it could right. be uh, uh, Paramount wants to look at it too. It's, it's got quite a bit of interest, but uh, but it it should be, uh, you know, what he did. He he got us together out in the desert, teaching out in the desert. And he, what he, he, they were trying, kind of trying to reconcile uh, Cheech and Chong, you know, but you can't, you know, we're, we're different people now. And, uh, and all that was going on, uh, Cheech's uh, art gallery in uh, Riverside was being built. And, and now it's finished. And uh, we were out at, one of the uh, private openings, and it was—it's pretty spectacular. Wow! It's, yeah, and, and and it was crowded. And Cheech told me that it's been sold out every time, every day uh, since since the opening. 
And so when you get a chance going out there to the Cheech, it's called the Cheech. Cool. <laughs> and, oh, and, yeah, and, it's, and it's all Chicano art, uh, you know, uh, from from different artists collected over the years. I'm impressed at it as a collection. I'm still fired up about the lack of respect about not talking about how you guys inspired other comedians and not just that. I mean, you guys were comedians that did something that was new and different and pushed the envelope past where it was. Well, I think the problem was that when it came down to it, it was me that, that was uh, leading the charge to do all that. Right. You know, like I was the one that really put Cheech and Chong together. I was the one that, and asked Cheech, don't you have a nickname? And he said, Cheech, and, and uh, to name us. And then, then I ended up directing, writing, you know, writing and directing uh, all the movies, including Up in Smoke, even though Lou Adler uh, moved in as the, as the director for Paramount and for the money. And, uh, but uh, I was really, you know, the driving force and i think that's probably it was so uneven you know that that it would have been although cheech really inspired all the chicano comedians like lopez and uh rodriguez everybody Definitely. you know he opened yeah. the door he opened the door wide open for him how did you and cheech meet how did you guys get uh, started with writing comedy together we met i had a improv group uh first of all i had it i had a couple of clubs in canada and one of the clubs was um, a strip joint. In fact, it was Canada's first uh, uh, topless nightclub. And, and I had, <laughs> it was my idea, of course, because <laughs> I've, I've been to San Francisco. And, and, and so what happened, both clubs were given to us, or given to me, actually. Uh, and they were like, the after hours club was an empty steakhouse. And the guy bought the building, but he had an empty uh, club. And so I had a band at the time and into the into the club. And then it took a, a few months before it caught on. But then it, it became um, one of the most popular clubs in Canada <clears throat> uh, because it, because we had uh, it was after hours and, and we could go late. We had all the hip acts would come down, hang out, you know. And then we had uh, Bobby Taylor was a, such a great singer, you know, that we we packed it packed that club was packed every night and then um because we did so well with that club when this other uh dinner club came up you know the guy was going broke with that he called me a friend of mine and he said oh hey do you want another club and i said sure <laughs> and i thought i had to pay for it so i was ready to give him like some money you know and the guy said, oh no <laughs> just pay the rent you, you know just just you know just take the burden off me. And so then I turned it into a strip club. And then when I went back, after I got fired from Motown, I went back to work the clubs and to, you know, get another band going. But instead of a band, I turned the strip club into an improvisational comedy club with strippers. Oh, and, that. And, and, <laughs> oh that was incredible. What a great that combo. Because I could see how beautiful the girls were when they came to work. But then they put on the bows and all the other creepy stuff, and they, then they all looked the same, you know, looked like strippers, <laughs> and which was good because it was a strip club, you know. But I realized that, that if I got the girls acting, 
and 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 I never really thought too much about the guys, but it was all about the girls. You know, get them coming out of their clothes, out of their street clothes for one reason or another. You know, and that would be sexier, and and it was. But the trouble is, the guys, uh, the comedy started trumping everything. You know. And and the girls were great, but it was the guys that were, you know, doing the comedy. And it was so funny, man. <laughs> and so I had a doorman that was a funny-looking guy, a beautiful guy named Dave, Dave Graham. And so I said to Dave, Dave, I need an MC. And, and Dave said, I'll do it if you do it. And I looked at him. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so next thing I know, I'm on stage with Dave. And we, we had a, our, he was our, my first comedy partner. Okay, Dave, yeah. who's Dave? And so we did bits and everything that. else. <laughs> and we had a straight man because we always needed, you know, you always need a guy to play the cop and the businessman and everything else. Right. And so we hired an actor that was uh, doing, you know, community theater and that. And Rick Lenz was his name. Now, one thing I learned about actors is that they all got bits. You know, they can do everything. They can do so many things. <laughs> and so Rick had all these funny bits that he could do, you know. Like he used to play the one-armed uh, the trumpet player, one-armed trumpet player. <laughs> and, and, and what it was, he was he would blow the trumpet, and it looked like his arm was uh, missing, <laughs> but he had his hand into his, <laughs> his pants. And so when he needed to, to sneeze or something, he'd hold the trumpet with his look like his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd go back playing. <laughs> that was that bit was so funny. That kills and everywhere. So, yeah, so we got such great uh, publicity. No, we got such great reviews, you know, that the, the paper put a picture of Rick on the front page with the strippers on either side of him, with their strippers, you know, with the titties in his ear. And, <laughs> and his wife was this church gore, you know, real straight thought. Rick was, was in the community theater. And so he never came back to the gig. Oh, <laughs> he, man. He, he dis Bummer. He disappeared. But, but cheat then then the uh, uh this friend uh, you know of the show oh we got a crowd that you wouldn't believe all the theater people and everybody were there every night you know they loved that show and so he he said i know this really funny guy you know uh, he works uh, out in richmond uh you know for a, a hippie magazine and and so uh, that's when i met cheech and, and, and Cheech joined up. In fact, Cheech used to do that uh, Rick Lenz bit, you know, with the uh, one-armed trumpet band. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, we we had such a good time, you know, putting the show together and everything. And then and then we got fired because we changed the audience from a, a you know strip club bikers with a lot of money, you know, and businessmen, horny businessmen throwing money around <laughs> to a to a theater crowd that counted their change, you know, order their two drink minimum and sip their wine and count their change. <laughs> and so we even though we we're getting like 300 people, we weren't making enough on the door or anything to yeah, we didn't know any better to, you know, we never knew what to charge and, and stuff like that. But uh but anyway, it all worked out good because now here, here we are with Chicha Chong.
didn't Cheech do that bit in uh, Nice Dreams when you guys were playing in the Battle of the Bands? I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> the Pretty sure he did. Yeah, the one armed trumpet player. <laughs> he's wearing a tutu and all that. You're like, I've seen this before. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, it was in, was it Nice Dreams? No, it was in Still Smoking. Still Smoking. Still Smoking. Yeah, it had to be Still Smoking. That's amazing. You're, you know, Still Smoking is one of those cultural uh, pawpaws that we can't really, no one can show. That one and uh, uh, Things Are Tough All Over. Because Things Are Tough All Over, we, we, uh, we're, we played Arabs. And it's politically insensitive now. I think and, that should uh, be put in one of those pods to be opened in the future to let people know how comedy really was at one point. Yeah. It won't yeah. always oh, we, be like this. Yeah, we had a great time uh, yeah. back then. You have such an original comedic voice. Who were some of your influencers coming up? Uh, well, Lenny Bruce was the first nice. comedy record I heard. At the at the same time that I was smoking my first pot jo uh, <laughs> joint, uh, 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 this friend of mine from uh, Calgary, where I grew up, he gave me a, a joint and a Lenny Bruce record. It was it was very serendipity. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He out of nowhere, it's like it was like he was ordained to give me that, and I and uh, I, you know I was still going to high school. You know, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And then as soon as I heard uh, Lenny Bruce and smoked a joint, I realized, man, you know, wow. I, I, I didn't know I was going to be a comedian. But uh, but next thing you know, I'm, you know, with Cheech and we're doing comedy records. <laughs> so so it, 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 it was all, all serendipity. Well, let me tell you some serendipitous shit here, sir. I was given a bag of weed in one of your comedy albums <laughs> when I was in high school. And you have inspired me to be the man that i am today so thank you for that full circle. well you're welcome yeah it happened a, a few times i like i i know what i forget what comment one of the black comedians they they his dad took him aside he did the same thing didn't give him the weed though i don't <laughs> i think he gave him the 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 cheech and chong record and said this is this is uh this is going to be your life listen and, and and the guy did, yeah. I one one of them, you know, like uh, Chris Rock or one of those guys. It wasn't Chris, but yeah, there's quite a few that were inspired like that. I'm sure that there's plenty of comedians oh, yeah. inspired by your work. I Absolutely. got in trouble in school for singing the Acapulco Gold Read that you guys did. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I used I to, love it, it was stuck in my head for so long, and I'd just be walking around going Acapulco Gold, <laughs> badass weed, and. Uh, <laughs> And I got in trouble for it. <laughs> oh yeah, my son, my son got sent home from school because he was wearing uh, he was wearing one of my pot T-shirts. It's my dad. <laughs> yeah, and he was really cute. He's the my youngest son, Gibran. He's very very quiet musician type guy, you know. But uh, and he had a hard time making friends, you know. And then I took him to a skate park one time, and, and the kids saw who his dad was. <laughs> I bet that, and that was the end of that. He, <laughs> yeah, then, he, that. and same as Paris, he was a young youngster. I'm doing a movie called uh, uh, Far Out Man, and uh, and Paris, uh, I think he was in that one, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Uh, yeah, he was. Paris had a little part in Far Out Man. If you ever get a chance, see that movie. That that that. That's pretty good. On the list. Yeah. In the queue. 
Yeah, we had uh yeah, we had the influence. You know, you forget how long I've been doing it. Like Paris is in its forties, forty late forties. Wow. Yeah, wow. It, That's crazy. It, he was he, I I remember watching him. He didn't understand uh, uh one of our records. <laughs> he didn't understand the bit we call twat. <laughs> Tactical <laughs> woman's alert team. Twat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then one day he walked into the room and he's, he's nodding at me. He goes, Okay, I got it, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> well, I am so looking forward to continuing with legendary Tommy Chong. But before we do, let's take a break. Tonight's sponsor, Air Wellness, cultivates the best in medical and recreational cannabis flower brands, including Lit Genetics, Kind Flower, Boomsticks, Walking Sticks, and Road Trippers. Their offerings provide options for all cannabis users. From exclusive genetics with Lit to the highest quality starting material with Kind Flower, Air Wellness provides the best choices to help in your personal wellness journey. Kind Flower is the backbone to the Air Wellness products powering the industry-leading infused THCA pre-rolls in their boomsticks and the non-infused option with walking sticks. For a more budget-friendly option, Kind has developed the pre-roll and pre-pack option with Road Tripper. Enjoy the world knowing your wellness will always have Road Trippers to help with any bumps along the way. Kind Flower is also the perfect starting material to make the industry's most effective concentrates in the Haze and Origin brands. Ask your local dispensary for the best from Air Wellness. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to Something Crunchy, and we hope you're enjoying the episode. And now pays to crunch down every week because we're hooking you up with big discounts from big brands. Up to 35% off Invicta watches using code CRUNCHY and apparel from 8080, where in addition to 10% off using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend goes towards an entry in their dream car giveaway. Don't forget to join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for updates, polls, and the web's crunchiest memes. You can find us on Twitter at crunch underscore cast and feel free to send any questions and track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back with the one and only Tommy Chong. All right. So we were just talking about past comedy, your influences, the origins of you and Cheech. Let's talk about the future of comedy. Like we were saying, it used to be about pushing the envelope and seeing how far you can go. Now it's the opposite, and comedians have to walk on eggshells. You think it'll stay on the path we're heading down? No, no, no. But one, one of the things that, I, that I, I've learned was um, all this. It's Everybody's coming to grips with it's, uh, who they are. You know, I, I remember uh, a caricature of a, of a black blues singer, which the, when I did it, cracked everybody up. But when you analyze why the black blues singers did that kind of comedy, or, and, and, and it wasn't the blues singers that wasn't doing the comedy. It was uh, Red Foxes, the Red Richard Pryors, yeah. and, and, and so what I, I would do a bit, I would do, play the music, and then I would uh, uh, go into uh, like a Red Fox, Richard Pryor kind of uh, uh, mode. And for instance, and, and they were funny jokes, you know. 
you know, uh, and uh, you know, talking about blind being blind. You know, when you're blind, <laughs> there's only two kinds of women: those that smell good and those that don't. <laughs> 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 and I love them both. <laughs> I love a stinky woman. At least, at least you know where she's at. <laughs> well, well, I had a. And it was very sad. And, and and I used to do this other joke that pissed Cheech off with the same character. You know, I'd get everybody to sing along, and then and, and I'd sp spring it on them. You know, I'd say everybody sing along with me, and then. They they do something. I said, "Oh man, come on, let's do that again." You all sound like a busload of. <laughs> 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 and, and, that, and Cheech told me, he said, "My my this and, and it's not cool." And and I thought the and I thought the same thing. You know, fuck off. You know, just if, if you don't want to hear comedy, then don't listen. Exactly. But then yeah. I realized, man, you know, it's a new world. It's a it's a whole new thing, yeah. and so like Chappelle, I, I I packed it in. I said, nope, you can't do that character anymore. And the thing the thing is, I was doing it for laughs, you know, and that's that you know because we're comedians, you know. And I was drawing on my uh, repertoire of of being around black comedians all my life, you know. I started playing in you know nightclubs in 1958, 50. Yeah, fifty-eight when when I started, wow. you know, really hitting the road and being being a club, you know, playing a, a gig like that, uh, and then I was around all the black comedians, uh, you know, and I picked up on a lot of their humor, and that's what Cheech and Chong were kind of based on that, you know. And then if you look at the old uh, roast, you know, the Dean Martin roast. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, they really played that, played that up, you Love know. Those. They go hard. Oh, yes. <laughs> but they're so funny. But it was of the time, you know. And and if you grew up now, I don't think you'd you wouldn't be able to see the humor, you know. They oh. wouldn't you wouldn't be able to see, you know, oh, well, that's why Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin broke up, you know. Some of those jokes may not have aged well, but overall, there is still so much humor in those. Those are still funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those roasts oh, yeah. are still hilarious. It, it, it's funny like crazy. And, and when when Herbie Hancock said that to me, you know, I just respected Herbie. You know, I mean, he's not good. Like, like what was it? Uh, Bill Cosby was bragging on Eddie Murphy and everybody for, you know, doing doing their ghetto jokes, you know. <laughs> uh, Richard Pryor said, uh, "Does uh, is uh, Bill Cosby giving you any money for working?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right? He oh. said, "No." He said, "But the people that come to see you, yeah, so fuck them." Good you know? point. Well, the character of Tommy Chong is a very successful one, an icon. But this character is also very parochial and far from the real Tommy Chong, who is ambitious, intelligent, business savvy, and well cultured. What do you believe are the most common misconceptions about you? Misconception about me? Yeah, or something that people would be surprised to know about you. Oh, well, I'm not as big as uh, sexually as, as everybody thinks. <laughs> we all know that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> We've Whatever, seen it. Tommy. It's huge. <laughs> I had that reputation. You know? Well deserved. Uh, you know, in fact, Brian Mellon Chillin helped that one. You know? I, I got... 
two inches. No, <laughs> around. <laughs> no, no, no. I got on the ground. The joke. I got twenty inches around, <laughs> two inches long. <laughs> That's why, that's why I couldn't get it in. <laughs> I can get it up. I just can't get it in. <laughs> oh, that, my. Was my, that was my, the perception. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I have a hard time even imagining uh, what people, <laughs> I know that, you know, through TikTok and through my wife and that, you know, we're, very popular. Went to a clothing store, a very hip clothing store, Dover. It's in uh, L.A. in the in the arts uh, area downtown. And I got out of the car, and it was like a group of people that were waiting to get in a club or something. And they saw me, and they started waving and yelling and stuff. And I, I felt felt good, you know, to be recognized all over like that. You know, You've I kind of like the attention. <laughs> tell you the truth, huh. you know. What well, Cheech and Chong, you know, that's what we, we, it was like ordained to do that, you know. And so, so I've always had that, but I love it because it's attention. And I think my job really is to be, to be that doing what I'm doing, you know, because it's sort of like yeah. eliminating, eliminating that persona, you yeah. know, that, 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 uh, false sense of, of, uh, entitlement that people have. It was needed. Uh, yeah, you're taking the yeah. bullets out of their gun. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I love the side that we get to kind of see of you on social media, especially with you and Shelby. What advice can you offer young couples trying to make it 47 years? Uh, advice for couples: uh, happy. Well, if you get old and, and you're still married, two television sets. Each have your own television set. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> DVR doesn't Separate work. Got to have your own TV, sense. huh? Okay. You got to have your own TV. Mm -hmm. uh, men, learn how to dance. Okay. <laughs> Such good advice. Yep. I'm telling you, learn how to dance. Agreed. Because, first of all, women love men who know how to dance. True story. If you know how to dance, I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you've got a pig leg. <laughs> if you know how to dance... They will find you. They will sit outside your door until you wake up. <laughs> you know, they, they will. <laughs> if you look like me, a but... dancer and you go to a dance, I look like a tanguero. You know, I, I, I'm not that good of a tango. I, I know how to dance. Sir, but, you, you know, were on Dancing stuff. with the Stars. Yeah. But I walked into one dance and just because I look like a dancer, I had a couple of girls come running over. Will you dance with me? Please, will you dance with me? <laughs> Learn how to dance tango. Good advice. I yes. swear to God. Argentine tango. <laughs> Argentine tango. Taking notes. <laughs> and the reason is the reason is dancing tango uh, well, fa first of all, tango is an African word. It means uh, drum, small drum, because really? the tango itself was and still is probably a mating dance in one of the tribes where the young, the teenagers get together and they do these little dances with, where they play with their feet, you know. And and that's where the the footwork comes in with the Argentine tango. Yes. it was it was the black. Uh, 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 sailors that would uh, they knew how to dance tango and so they would go to the brothels 
in any port. See, brothels were, they, they were, it wasn't just sex. It was a fact where you could mix, you know, couples, if you needed a dancer, you could hire a girl. But the, the, the dance itself, it, it's, look it up on YouTube. Uh, Argentine tango. Oh, I know some Argentine tango. Oh, get I am hooked so on with that. you. Get, and, and you want to stay? It doesn't matter who you with. Robert Duvall to this day, <laughs> he so doesn't long. get divorced. He just changes tango teachers, <laughs> <laughs> tango dancers. He he has a partner, and, and and I'm telling you, it it's it's a language of love, because it's so hard to do. And then when you can do it, the woman looks so beautiful when they dance, so sexy. So oh, true. I, I forget what, uh, I think it was my wife's, I think, well, yeah, it was her, her, her big 7-0 birthday. And so uh, we, we went to Argentina dancing with the, with the pros. When you go dancing, usually the guy has a pro to dance with. And my, my wife had a, you know, a dancer who knows how to dance. And oh my God, she is. Oh, she looks so sexy. It was incredible. What got into you tonight? It's not what got into me, girls. What's going to get into you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can she keep up with you when it comes to smoking? No. <laughs> not even answer. close. Mine neither. Not even close. No, I mean, I think it's because I smoke. No, no. <laughs> she, she. You know, what she used to do. <laughs> When we discovered drugs, <laughs> she would microdose acid and go shoplifting with her sister. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh. Now, I know what I'm doing on Saturday. Fuck, that sounds fun. Tales as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she is. She's such a beautiful artist. I'm looking at her paintings now. She did. Uh, they're hanging up my wall. And, and she's incredible, but she's got a mind of her own. I'm telling you, when she started dancing, you know, she was taking ballroom. And I thought, oh, you know, I didn't want to learn the waltz and all that crap. But then she started going out and where are you going? I'm going salsa dancing. You know, dressed like that, you know, she had a little short skirt on and <laughs> sexy blouse. And then she said, oh, we're doing a show. We? Yeah, the teacher wants me to be his partner. And we're, we're, we've got a show to do at the Bayshore Inn in, in Vancouver. And she said, you want to come? <laughs> you better fucking believe I want to come. <laughs> no, I'm coming. <laughs> and so, so I'm sitting there, you know, and uh, she comes out. and She doesn't look at me. Not, 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 you know, usually, you know, I get a look, anything, a, a nod, not a word. Not a, she walked out, and she's just looking at her teacher. And Nestor, and Nestor, look at he's a little Latino guy, and he's looking at her, and you could read his mind, and it wasn't very nice, and uh, and so they danced, and oh my God, it was so sexy, and at the end of the dance, he flips her upside down, and her skirt comes down, and, and her panties are showing, and <laughs> the fine body, and oh my God, yes, and, and so after the dance, she goes, "Well, what do you think?" <laughs> I couldn't talk. You know? <laughs> oh, nice, speechless. <laughs> and I went right over to Nestor. I grabbed Nestor. I says, "I want to learn." Yes. <laughs> you gotta yeah. teach me. Teach me what and you And Nestor know. says, Okay. He says, We're going on a cruise. Why don't you come on the cruise? <laughs> I said, You got it. And so uh about a week later we went on a cruise to uh 
uh, to Acapulco from uh, San Diego. And not my wife, just Nestor and I, and uh, and yeah, he he arranged a cruise and uh, and and took me. Well, it took me a couple of years, but it, the, on the cruise I learned the basics of, nice. of salsa. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> oh, that's great! That was a big hit. Well, let's finish on this. We know that you have tons of medicated products, all with really great names too, and that's got to be the fun part of growing goof, getting to name it. There are a million strains now, and we like to use the creativity from some of these names in the games we play on our show. We do a game near every episode and try to come up with one for each guest as well. If you're up for it, we like to play a game that has grown very popular around here. I'll give you a name, and you tell us whether it's a strain of weed or a title of a pornography film. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 He's got it. We've been surprised. I have a feeling you may be pretty good at this. <laughs> Brought to you by Air Wellness. Let's play a quick round of plant or porn. Woo! Woo! All right, Mr. Tommy. First one. Blue voodoo. Porn. He's too good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he knew immediately. That's a porn from 1983. He's starting off strong. Yeah. Number two. Lumpy space princess. Lumpy? Lumpy? Lumpy Space Princess. God. Oh, I'll go strain for that one. That's two for two. That's a hybrid strain with 20% THC. He's killing it. I'd smoke that chick. He's on fire. All right. What about Nightshade? It could be either way, but I'll go porn with that one too. Ooh, we have missed our first one. That was a plant. Indica strain, also 20%. Two to one. All right. Nightshade <laughs> okay, would make wow. a great porn, though. No, all right. I'm definitely not. I'm. I'm definitely not perfect. So. Okay. It's all right. Hey, no one has Nobody come is. on here. No one's come on here and gotten a perfect score. We, <laughs> we don't. We don't create our games that way. Okay. Next one. Passion potion. Passion potion. <laughs> yeah, it's a gay. It's a gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> He's back on track. That little gem is from 1995. It is a porn. You're correct. All right. I still got it on BHS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do two more here. Sweet melons. Well, it sounds porn, but I pro- it's probably a, a strain. Wow. Oh, that is an indica dominant hybrid. It's a plant. He's on fire. Yeah. Okay. Last one. What about thundercrack? <laughs> That's got to be a strain. <laughs> that is a pornographic what? comedy from 1975. <laughs> because it was a comedy porn, I was really expecting you to know that. Uh, <laughs> you know he's going to thundercrack. Well, you think about when, when uh, some of the, the dope you smoke, it's like smoking crack. That's right. And yeah. there's green crack. That should the, be an Alaskan so, thunderfuck. So I, I thought maybe, maybe there was a, a hip segment, uh, you know, <laughs> That because I uh, the thunder the other <laughs> thunder crack well when you think about it I guess it works too. <laughs> I'm gonna make that strain. That's ATF and green crack. It's coming out in three months. <laughs> that, that's amazing. Uh, that was fun. You are a real trooper. Thank you for indulging us. My pleasure. Well, before we let you go, any other big projects or new products that we need to know about? No, the only thing I found out. And this is this is kind of serious. I was watching a show, uh, PBS, and uh, <clears throat> it was about the brain. 
and they're talking about brain. Well, they say that when you sleep, your body cleans up a lot of the mess that you've created during the days. And one of it's a plaque that builds up which causes Alzheimer's disease. Wow, okay. And the only way that you get rid of that is by a good night's sleep. And so, yeah, because you have to be sleeping, and and I'm, and, and you know that's the whole point. You got to have a good night's sleep, and that's why, that's why it's so important. Because if you don't, you know, get your good night's sleep, then there's a lot of things that you know you don't let the night janitor do his job, right. you know. Which is why a lot of people that are cocaine freaks, you know, the speed freaks and that, why they have such health problems is because you got to let the night shift do their job. And if you don't, the plaque builds up. And once the plaque builds up, it blocks your, your, your memory. You know, if you forget how to do shit, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah. And, and so, so that's really really uh, emphasizes what I sell, which is nice dreams. It's a, it's a yeah. CBD sleep aid. And, and I do it all the time. I use it all the time. In fact, I'm out of it. In fact, I'm looking around. <laughs> that my reminds house like me. I need a little bit more of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking around my house like a junkie looking for a, 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 <laughs> looking for a butt, you know, cigarette butt. <laughs> and I'm looking for my nice dreams and I, nice I can't dreams? find it. But that's what, I, that's what I found out. You need your sleep. And so my nice dreams now, I'm going to, probably raise the price because I'm going to really tote that the shit out of it, you know, because isn't isn't that scary when you think about it? Absolutely. If you don't get yeah, enough sleep, the janitor doesn't get to clean out the, all the cobwebs, and, and next thing you know, you got Alzheimer's. No, I need the cleanup. Well, don't forget to follow Tommy at Hey Tommy Chong on Instagram. Stay tuned for that Netflix release date on that 90s show. And for a one-stop shop for all things Tommy, like his merchandise and medicated products, go ahead to TommyChong.com. We love you, Tommy, and we are very grateful for your time. So glad we got to hang again, and we'll shoot for same time next year. <laughs> right? Hey, anytime. Anytime. I'm available. I love having an audience, especially ones that got that beautiful laugh like you guys. I love that. Thank oh, you. Tommy, that means the world to us. You're always amazing. Anytime, bro. We'll say hello to Shelby for yes, us and go play her. some guitar and find, I your, will tell find her. your nice dreams. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that. Okay. Love you guys. Love, love you. you. Thanks, Thanks Tommy. Tommy. Talk soon. Bye. Gotta love Tommy. I'm leaving you for Tommy Chong. <laughs> he I said he it. loved me. I love him back. I it's a thing. It. I gotta go. I'm moving to Canada. I understand. I'll be with Shelby. So that's fine. Oh, what a guy. He crushed it at Porter Plant. Yeah, he, he did. So good. Four for five. Wow. I was so hesitant to bring up a couple of those. I don't know why. Blair, gag factor, Porter Plant. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be a porn yeah it's a porn you know <laughs> of course it is tyler what about meat breath oh that's a strain that's plant indica 18 percent. you see this is why we only do this with the guests <laughs> yeah you, you, you guys are you guys are seasoned veterans yeah. yeah man we have yet to have a guest come on and do a perfect game which is good it's the right amount of right and wrong answers for the game uh, no one yeah, comes on and gets a perfect game come on can't have a perfect game Get out of here. i'm the only perfect game around here <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> have you won a game this season I haven't even won a game. You're o for season six. I'm pretty sure you are like o for the century. Hey, in we season still have six. a lot to go in season six. It's early. So like, let's just see what happens. It's, huh? early. it's early. You're off to a rough start. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Those were fun. We could have kept going, but now I got a nice stash of these saved away for a rainy crunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know we'll want them. Always good to have on hand. Never know when we'll need that emergency porn game. <laughs> <laughs> you always need it. You won't believe the news. New dream car giveaway over at 8080. In addition to the 15% off you get for using code Crunchy, they're offering five times the entries right now, all for a brand new Lamborghini plus $60,000 in cash. You do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out SuntoCrunchy.com where you'll find every episode, our links to social media, and the Almighty Crunch store where you'll find all kinds of Crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Then there's the Sunday Crunchy Facebook group. Come for the laughs and stay for the nudity. <laughs> this has been another episode of Something Crunchy. And as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life and be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to tonight's sponsor, Air Wellness. Their amazing cannabis products in retail locations are available to adults over 21 in Arizona, Massachusetts, Florida, Nevada, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Don't forget to check them out on their website at www.airwellness.com for more info.